welcome to Obscast, brought to you by the medical students of UCD and RCSI. Please note this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult your doctor if you have any concerns about your health or pregnancy. These podcasts were created in accordance with RCOG guidelines. My name is Matt and in this episode we'll be discussing the surgical management of an ectopic pregnancy. In this discussion, you're the doctor in charge of consenting Miss Lisa Smith, a 25-year-old woman, uh, about the laparoscopic management of a tubal ectopic pregnancy. She presented with vaginal bleeding and a mild abdominal pain. A transvaginal ultrasound confirmed the diagnosis of ectopic pregnancy. Good morning, Miss Smith. Uh, my name is Matt, and I'm one of the doctors on the obstetric team. Is it okay if I call you Lisa? Yeah, Lisa's fine. Thanks. Um, so I'm here to discuss options to manage your recent diagnosis of an ectopic pregnancy, if that's okay with you. But first, let me say I'm just really sorry that this happened. Thank you. Um, yes, that's fine. I'm just a bit overwhelmed by it all and confused about why this has happened to me. I understand. Uh, it must be really upsetting. And it may take a little while to come to terms with what has happened, but if you want me to stop at any stage where we're going through this, just tell me. So, firstly, I want to explain what an ectopic pregnancy is. And this, is what, this occurs when a fertilised egg implants and develops outside the uterus. And usually, as in your case, this happens in the fallopian tube. So there are a number of risk factors that can result in ectopic pregnancy, but it's important to remember that this can happen to anyone and it's not something you've caused. Yeah, okay, I understand. And what are the things that can cause it, I suppose? So there are a few things, uh, things like a previous pelvic surgery, um, inflammation or infection in the area, and smoking has also been linked to it. And I want you to say that it's natural to look for things you did wrong, but I really want to emphasise that this isn't your fault. Thank you. So what does happen now? So Lisa, in some cases, an ectopic pregnancy can resolve by itself, and the only thing we do is really just keep an eye on you. Um, other people require medication, but in your case, because of the hormone levels we're seeing, um, we think surgery would be the best option. Okay, and what would that involve? Okay, so there are two types of surgery we can do and both aim to remove the ectopic pregnancy. One option is to remove the affected fallopian tube, we call that a sarcoidectomy, and the other option is to make a cut in the affected fallopian tube and remove the embryo, and that's what we call a sarcoidectomy. Oh gosh, okay, both of them sound quite intimidating. I know, and I understand how unfair it must be that you have to go through all this. Thanks, it does a bit, yeah. And am I going to have a big scare? Well, that's one thing I can offer is that you really shouldn't have a big scar because both surgeries are done laparoscopically or keyhole surgery and that involves very small cuts in your abdomen uh, rather than one big scar. I suppose that's something then. Um, so which of the two surgeries would you recommend? So it depends on a few things. Um, firstly, it depends on the unaffected fallopian tube. If it's healthy, we recommend the removal of the affected fallopian tube. Um, it isn't ideal that the majority of women with fallo one fallopian tube can still get pregnant, but if the opposite fallopian tube isn't totally healthy, then we recommend um, making the incision and removing the embryo rather than removing the whole fallopian tube. Can I not just have the one that keeps both tubes? That seems much better. I know, I can see where you're coming from with that, but the risk there is there's a chance that some tissue is left behind and it starts to regrow, in which case you need another surgery. And that's something we really like to avoid. Oh, right. Okay. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. 
seeing as we can see no issue um, with the other two, we would actually recommend that you go for the salpingectomy, which is the removal of the whole fallopian tube. But it's your decision. Yeah, I really don't want to have any more surgery, so I'll probably go with that then. Okay, so I'm sorry it must be really hard dealing with this, but I think it's the right option for you. And I want you to remember that this in no way means that you won't be able to have children. We see lots of people coming back with perfectly healthy, healthy pregnancies. Okay, thanks. So I'm sorry to keep going, but what I need to do now is discuss some of the risks of the surgery. Would that be okay? Yeah, it's fine. Firstly, there are the risks that are common to all operations, such as pain or fever, um, but these are some things we can manage really well here. There are also more serious but much rarer um, risks like blood clots, infections and bleeding. But again, these can be managed really well by the team. Um, and lastly, there are the risks of general anesthesia, but the anesthetist will talk you through these. Now I'm going to go through the risks that are specific to this procedure. Um, so we'll be operating in an area with lots of organs, so there's a risk that they could be damaged, such as the bowel or the bladder or maybe the uterus. Um, there's also a very, very, very rare risk of uh, damage to the ovary, <coughs> and this would require actually removing the ovary, but really this is very rare. Um, I mentioned this is keyhole surgery, but there is a chance we might have to convert it to a more open surgery, which would mean a bigger scar. But again, this isn't common. And lastly, as with any procedure, there's a tiny risk of death. Um, but this is actually a fraction of a percent. In fact, it's somewhere close to 0.08% chance. Sorry, that is, that's a lot to take in. No, I'm sorry. Um, I wanted you to be aware of the risk, but what's really important is that you realize this is what we consider a safe surgery and that you're in the best hands possible. And probably most important, you're gonna feel much better after it's done. That's great to hear. Thank you, um, I understand. This podcast was written by Liam LeBanc and voiced by Matthew Kelly and Molly Murphy O'Kane. Links to the written notes and sources used in this podcast are included in the description. We'd like to thank Professor Mary Higgins for her help and expertise in creating this podcast. And we'd also like to thank Kevin Murphy for letting us use his recording studio. Thank you for listening to this episode of Obscast and we hope you found it useful and you join us again soon.